What? I said my ass hurts. H- huh? Oh, geez, someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts. I, I can barely hear ya. Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate, we smell like chocolate, but people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chumped My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? Vegan and bunny-friendly bath and body from BubbleGenius.com. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. What I need is $100,000. <laughs> He's he's not kidding. Harky, our entire budget for the entire year is 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 fifteen thousand dollars for everything, and that includes swimming. Well, I don't have any swimming in my show. No, I mean I mean the pool. What's wrong with you? (laughs) So what I'm understanding here, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're not giving me any money. So now I'm left basically with nothing. I'm left with zero, which, in which, what can I do with zero? You know, what can I, I can't do anything with it. I need to, this is my life here we're talking about. We're not just talking about, you know, something else. We're talking about my life, you know, and it's forcing me to do something I don't want to do, to leave, to, to go out and just leave and go home and say, make a clean cut here and say, no way, Corky, you're not putting up with these people. And I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people, because you're bastard people. That's what you are. You're just bastard people. And I'm going home and I'm going to, I'm going to bite my pillow. It's what I'm going to do. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world. This is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Who listens to radio? That go where you go, medium called radio. That's with you every night through the long commuter fight. And in the morning with your toast and mama lady o still feel the movement of the emery board. We're fresh out, sir. I'll get some more. Leave the reg. Excuse me, Mr. Burns. <gasps> Up and fresh, you glutinous little doughboy. <laughs> There's something I've wanted to do to you for years. <laughs> Mr. Burns, uh, I uh, was wondering if you'd like to sponsor my bowling team. For $500. Oh, I certainly pop and fresh. I, I owe my robust physique to your tubes of triple bleached goo. Woohoo! Hey, everybody! If you want to ask Burns for a favor, now's the time. He's doped up or dying or something. The following podcast contains harsh language, nudity, graphic violence, adult situations, and a healthy obsession with empirical reality. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. It is Thursday, March 21st, 2013, and this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. I'm Bob. That's Chez. Brought to you every week by BubbleGenius.com. Pure products, pure genius, bubble genius. Ask for it by name. And uh, we're also brought, brought to you by the uh, BobSuska.com Amazon page. You go to the, uh, the BobSuska.com uh, website and you look at that uh, right there under the logo. You can't, can't miss it. It's big, uh, bold letters that say Amazon link. And you go there when you want to go shopping at Amazon.com. And if you click on that link, it takes you right to Amazon. It's, it's seamless. It's seamless. You don't even know it. You don't even know that you've gone through the site, other than the fact that you clicked on it. And then everything you you've buy... You've gone through Bob's portal. But yeah, portal. it's like... Yeah, it's just... The enter. portal of Bob. <laughs> and then you... Uh, and then we Hold get Hold your nose. You're going through the portal. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a small cut, a small taste of uh, whatever you uh, discover through my portal. You'll get a small taste while going through the portal of Bob. <laughs> That's right. This is the creepiest freaking thing I think we've ever said on this I, show. I think so, at least on the, the free show. So, uh, God, where do we, uh, where do we start this week? Um, we start with you admitting that you've got a problem and checking yourself into rehab. Yeah, you know what? We're going we're gonna to talk about this proposed intervention that you've uh, suggested <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about that in the after party tomorrow. 
okay. so we're going to get deeply into that. And uh, and I'm deeply sure that's into your portal, <laughs> deeply into my portal, and uh, I'm I, fried. So this is going to be a really entertaining couple of shows. Yeah, I'm yeah. completely beat. Well, I mean, I think I mean nothing is really uh, taxing in terms of brain power this week. It's just a lot of stupidity, a lot of really dumb things that have, have I'm been sorry, occurring. What, what separates this week from every other week then? Well, I mean, uh, first of all, we have the Democrats caving on the assault weapons ban and and extended magazine ban. It's not even going to come up for a vote, though. Uh, I think um, Diane Feinstein today said that she's going to try to propose it as an amendment. Hmm. But I mean, this is just this just again, to me, exemplifies how at every level of the left-wing movement or the liberal movement, democratic movement. We've just completely dropped the ball on the Democrat the Democrat like movement. The Democrat movement. Which has completely failed uh, at every layer, especially with and, and knowing that Sandy Hook is the backdrop of all of this. And Not I just anymore. can't do it. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a few months. We forgot. That's right. Everyone's moved on. And when I say everyone, you know, I, I said in the Daily Banter this week, I, I really blame the Democrats and specifically Harry Reid for all of this. But Didn't it, he die yesterday? Oh, that's Harry Reams. <laughs> yeah, what a shame. Safe home, Harry Reams. Um, but Harry Reid uh, just completely struck this out of the uh, Senate gun control legislation, the assault weapons ban. And it's not just about Harry Reid. It's every layer of this. And I guess, you know what, I'm sorry. I, I've been sort of this guy the last few weeks where I've just been shaming um, our own side quite a bit. Have you been that guy? Don't be that guy. Bob. I've been that guy. Sorry, I've been that guy. You're that guy. I've, I've uncontrollably been the tisk tisker on the, uh, on the left. Because, Don't you know, be look, guy. I mean, it, it frustrates me when we just to so totally screw up. And there's lots... To there's lots to talk about when it comes to the left screwing up. So you, so you've accepted the moral bank, you've accepted the moral bankruptcy of the Democratic Party, which uh, you know means that you're ready to go join the ranks of uh, of Greenwald. You can go, you can climb. You've now climbed up Mount Rio. <laughs> hey, look, Greenwald's little perch there on top of um, on top of Mount Rio, and uh, you can ask, uh, you can be seated at the right hand of the Father. Well, you know as well as I do that my shaming has included him you know on, on this and it, it just the wide variety of topics from drones to uh to gun control um and then you know in this gun control piece that i wrote the the, the dropping of the assault weapons ban in the senate i included the uh all of the democrats who voted for the uh, authorization for use of military force in iraq which was october of 2002 just completely collapsing and acquiescing to Karl Rove's smear campaign during that midterm election. Remember, you rewind uh, just over 10 years. And even guys like, uh, like Max Cleland, who left three of his limbs in Vietnam. Max Cleland was tarred and feathered as being unpatriotic, as being a, uh, a sympathizer to Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. This is the kind of stuff that was tossed at the Democrats. And, of course, you know, they collapsed. <laughs> they collapsed like a house of cards. Hmm. Instead of taking a strong stand on something that was, you know, in the end, really, really important, like the Iraq War and all of the nonsense that it was being, that was being used as a pretext to, uh, to launch that invasion. Nothing. And it was all sh but it was all shell shock. And this is how I correlate it as with the uh, assault weapons ban being dropped they were so ensconced in that post 9-11 shell shock in which a lot of people were i mean i'm not necessarily blaming them for that but see but make some sort of correct decision in amongst that i think we, we rely upon the senate especially as being that what is that that cooling saucer what is that awful cliche the senate as the cooling saucer we rely on them to I, make, I don't think i've ever heard that oh really yeah no, that was the uh, that was the phrase that was being bandied around during the health care reform, the cooling saucer, yeah, where everything goes to sort of get mellowed out. All legislation goes to the Senate and that's where everything cools off. That's funny because that's my name for my ass. That's what I call it. Yeah.
Your your cooling saucer. saucer. I like having my cooling saucer played with. So you expect that the Senate would make the right decision when it comes to something like the Iraq War or, you know. But, I mean, on the other side of the coin, you have uh, Sandy Hook and all of these gun massacres. And what do they do? They just collapse under the weight of the NRA. I think it's between 10 and 15 Democrats siding with the Republicans and the NRA. In opposition it's just to the, it's just, uh, it's the, just safer way. politically. Yeah, I get. I, and, they're, and they're chicken, so they're just yeah. They just they have. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a third rail politically that they they don't want to touch, and they're probably politically astute enough. I won't say smart enough, but politically astute enough to know that if they just wait a little while, people will move on, and they won't have to do anything. Well, I contend it's not a third rail. I mean, if it was a third rail, then you would see, you know, super majority support against an assault weapons ban. But they, there's majority support for assault weapons ban. There's super majority support for a ban on extended magazines. There is 91 percent support for uh, ex- for universal uh, uh, background checks. I mean, yeah, these, I, these I are- think that more than anything else, a universal background check is an absolute necessity. Yeah. And even, like I said, before you start banning any particular type of gun, you need to make make it so that guns are very difficult to get, period. But, so that you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get them. But even that is failing. I'm a gun owner, and I don't have an issue with that. Well, no one should have an issue with it. To make sure that you're not... I mean, they do background checks on, oh, so many things. Right. You know? I mean, you go get a job. They do a background check to make sure you're not going to rip off the joint. Yeah. You know, I, live in Calif- I have to go through hell every year to register my car in California. And yeah. astonishingly, you can just, you know, in most places in America, you can just go buy a gun off a freaking shelf. Yeah, you that go to, to me is just ridiculous. Go to a gun show and you can just buy whatever the hell you want. Right. And, you know, I, I was watching a, a video clip on NPR today and they had, uh, you know, a, a constitutional law professor on there. Well, saying, you know, look, I, sorry, but... An assault weapons ban would be a violation of the Second Amendment. And here's why. X, Y, and Z, the Heller decision. Anton Scalia. Going back to 2008. That's, oh, that's why. Because, you know, it's protected as a, as a personal right. Personal freedom. Right. Except, you know, you just can't have anything. You right. That's the, that's the thing. You can't have anything. Yeah. Which is, to me, the, the gigantic loophole in that argument. Of course it is. It's, it's, it's okay. You can, you know, you can have a, an AR-15, but you can't have a tank. Right. Well, I, I, where you do you can't, get... You can't have a... I mean, you can't, then, as far as I know, most places, you can't have a, a fully automatic weapon. And where do you, where do you get that? Well, I mean, where do you get that, Second Amendment people? Where is that distinction in the Second Amendment? Oh, whatever. <laughs> So suffice to say, if you say, well, let's ban these assault weapons because they are, there's no purpose to having them other than to hunt people, as Dianne Feinstein says, then, then, then there's no need for them. You have a handgun, you have a you know, shotgun, fine. We can understand that there's some sort of intrinsic value, whether it's safety or sporting or whatever. But these other things are completely unnecessary and lead you down that, you know, down that path of saying, well, you know, you can have these. Well, why not fully automatic weapons? Why not tanks? Why not surface to air <laughs> missiles, yeah. RPGs? You know, it's just it's so it's unbelievably frustrating. And then we don't have the liberal party can't even stand up for this legislation, legislation that was in fact again, again, though, you're you know, you're going to you're going to uh, face the wrath of the people on the left who say that you're conflating liberalism with the Democratic Party, and they shouldn't be. Well, but, but they, I mean, it, it is, by and large, the, liberal, the liberals most associate with the Democratic the Party. The liberaler party. The liberal, more liberal party, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you have... You know, not to bring his name up again, but Greenwald's made a whole freaking career out of saying that, you know, Obama's not actually liberal. And that he doesn't give a crap about, you know, truly liberal, um, liberal initiatives and liberal thinking as, uh, you know, as deemed by Glenn Greenwald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We're going to have more to say on that guy. Uh, we're going to just restrict that to the after party. Because I know we've spent – the reason I'm pushing that over to that side of the uh, of the two shows is because we have spent, you know, the previous two shows, a significant part of them, discussing Glenn Greenwald and so drones and all fun, that. So, it really is. Yeah, so I think we're going to reserve some of that for the uh, for the after party. And if you want to listen to the after party, just subscribe on the website. It's $6 a month. You can cancel at any time. Yada, yada, yada. It's good. It's good. It's a really good show. You know, it's like it's like the after party is like our like the way the show was before we went to radio, where right. we were just it was just, you know, an hour, hour and a half of stream of consciousness <laughs> gabbing, you know, about our lives and all that stuff. With some pop culture thrown in there. But, you know, we thought maybe once we're on the radio talking about politics, we should talk about politics. Uh, and, of course, we have to have the commercial breaks in there, too. But nevertheless, back to this uh, this gun control thing. I mean, I, you know. Um, if you can't get the liberal party to support something like this, what are you going to do? And this, we're not like it's not like we're talking about brand new legislation here either. This was a this was a law that was on the books for ten years, nineteen ninety four to two thousand four. It's not like we're just yanking this out of our cooling saucers. Very nice, well done. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, you know, this is this is this is something that's been on the books, and we can do it again. It just you need some gonads to stand up to the NRA, and by the way, not just gonads in the Senate, but at the activist level, at people who follow this and support gun control legislation. Where are you? Where the hell are you? Where is the money? Where is the money to stand up to the NRA too from the financiers? Hmm. It's nothing. You see, you turn on, you go to the internet or turn on TV. All you see is pro NRA ads. I've seen a couple of pro-gun control ads scattered about, but really there's just nothing. So once again, once again, the left getting completely out-hustled on something that is critical. It should be just a no-brainer liberal thing. We get an assault weapons ban, we at least get a ban on extended magazines, which are totally unnecessary. You cannot justify to me whatsoever, except for having to do this click, click, oh, and click, click. Oh, no, I got to take a little time to change my magazine when, it, when it's empty. I mean, that's the only argument I've ever seen that said, well, the pro, uh, extended magazines are important. Well, when you're at the firing range, it's so inconvenient to change that magazine once it runs out. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. So, so here's where we are, just with nothing, nothing. And I don't know, again, I don't know what can happen to possibly, possibly turn the corner on this. If, if it's not Sandy Hook, God only knows what's going to be required to, uh, to get some serious gun control legislation passed through the, the Congress. Absolutely pathetic. Shame on you, Democratic Party, this week. Got to take a break. More after this. genius bob and chez show so uh, harry reed is is graded with a b by the nra b he gets a b Great. i was gonna say what in the flying hell is is what is that like that 80s uh you know teenage comedy or teenage romance music we're listening to and then getty's voice comes in yeah Oh, don't tell me that because I mean, I, you posted that awful, awful thirty seconds to Mars <laughs> music. To it's the, actually this not week. a very good song. It's a terrible. You know, I've song. actually, I've really kind of lost. Like, I'm starting to lose hope in them. It's a terrible, terrible song, and it, it's, it's actually right. like, um, it's like an auto tune pop song, is what it is. So, what else? Uh, Michelle Bachman is back to acting like a crazy person. Back to? Yeah, she was. She was kind of quiet there for a while. Do you notice? Right. So I see what you're, so basically what you're saying is that her two settings are completely crazy or she just keeps her mouth shut and yeah. puts a lid on the craziness. Exactly. That's, That's exactly. There's right. never any there's never any intelligent you know there's never anything intelligent that comes out of her mouth. <laughs> Precisely. It's just either crazy or the box is closed. Yeah, yeah. She said uh today regarding the uh regarding Obamacare that it's her uh, Christian duty to repeal it. Before it literally kills kids. Yeah, right. Rep. Michelle Bachman on Thursday insisted that it was her duty as a believer in Christ 
to repeal President Barack Obama's health care reform law before, quote, it literally kills women, kills children, kills senior citizens. Well, you know, wouldn't that be a good thing? Because they'd all go up and meet Christ. Think about how wonderful that would be. They'd all go right to heaven. And all those little kids and all those women and all those old people, they'd get, they'd get to meet Jesus. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. The American people, Bachman said, especially vulnerable women, vulnerable children, vulnerable senior citizens, now get to pay more and get less, Bachman opined. That's why we're here, because we're saying let's repeal this failure before it literally, 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 the bill will literally, the paper, the stack of paper held together with a staple will rise up and kill women, children, and senior citizens. Let's not do that, she exclaimed. Let's love people. Let's care about people. Let's repeal it now while we can. And this is, you know, it's funny because she, you're right, it, it, it doesn't rain, but it pours, you know, and she's following up, that follows up her being chased through the halls of Congress by Dana Bash from uh, CNN. Oh, yes, and I have that, I have that. Which is, which is great stuff. I mean, yeah. it really is. Because, I, you know, Bash used to make my life a living hell because, you know, I don't know if she still does this, but she's just from a technical point of view, she's one of those people who calls up, like a reporter who calls up at the very last minute and changes like all of her supers like two seconds before her show's <laughs> about to, or uh, hits about to air. And that made me want to strangle her. Right. But, um, but no, I mean, th- she did great. She did terrific. Yeah. She just, you know, and, and she did it by not really doing anything other than her job. Just, well, wait a minute. You brought this up. You brought up all of this insane, inconsequential crap that you're now trying to say is not important because of, you know, ah, Benghazi. Right. Right. And that's her whole thing. Now. By the way, that's- I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to start a f-ing board game called Benghazi. And that's, it's like Yahtzee. That's what you have to yell out <laughs> when you like roll a certain number. Benghazi. I can see the commercials already. That's right. That's right. You pick up arms from Libyan rebels and. Right. You can Benghazi, you know, the fun game for the whole family. Oh, I'm sorry, Ambassador, you've been killed. Wah, wah. <laughs> right. You sell those arms to uh, Syrian rebels in exchange for money to reconstruct Libya. Go directly to meet the press. Do not pass go. <laughs> here's uh, here's Michelle Bachman uh, being chased by Dana Bash. Ch- by the way, as you listen to this, I, I mean, I, I'm just I've seen the video, but I'm betting it's going to be really funny when you listen to it. Just listen to the click of their heels. Right, and and just Dana Bash is so winded too because yeah, she's because she's chasing her down. I mean, Bachman is really booking down the hallway, and it looks yeah. like it's when one of those. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, been to Congress, but there's like a tunnel underneath Congress. Yeah. And there's usually like a little shuttle bus or so like a little golf cart that will take the members of Congress under, you know, the chambers of Congress from one place to another. So that, so that they don't have to see the sunlight, which will kill them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Actually, I, actually, she's going down there to the uh, to the furnace to, uh, you know, see what kids Freddy Krueger has killed today. <laughs> Here's the clip. What I want to ask you about is the fact that you said that he had talked about the excesses that he's engaged in, the fact that he has a dog walker, which is not true. And that, that is not true. Specific accusations about the president spending money that other presidents also made. The real issue is there are four Americans that are dead. The Secretary of State was not in conversation with the Secretary of Defense or with the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I think that's an she important point. There. I think and that's an important point, point, but this is, is another... The President of the United States didn't care about those four Americans, and they were killed. That's the point. And if you- that's a lie. That, I mean, that's a, just a great big lie. It, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. That's just, you know, that's her opinion, and that's just nonsense. Right. And I don't remember Michelle yeah, Bachman. It's just nonsense. Michelle Bachman, God, as we talk about her, it bothers me. I know. You know, you know how, you know, I, I, I tend to be the nihilist in all this, and I'm just like, I give up. But, yeah, there, there's even Michelle Bachman's voice makes my spine turn to glass. <laughs> well, her voice doesn't bother me that much. It, the voice, it's just, sh- the it's voice just shameful that she ha- is in any sort of position of power at all because she's a well, goddamn idiot. Yeah, well, that's true, and that's the that's the problem. You have so many crazy people. I mean, all the members of the crazy caucus. You wonder how they get to be one of the five hundred and thirty-five members of Congress. How they get to be elevated to that status? 
And it's a goal goes back to George Carlin. With George Carlin, yeah, they, rep, they represent morons, and the morons elect them. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, of course. We elect these people. There are people in Minnesota who elect Michelle Bachman every two years and say, Yeah, and, well, and what does that say about them? They say, That's good enough. Yeah, exactly. And what does that say about them? You know, and again, that's the shocking thing to me is I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe that because our, our nation is as divided as it is, you know, you and I have spoken about this before where, you know, I live in Los Angeles. My, my concerns, my, my lifestyle, my, everything about my life mm-hmm. bears zero resemblance to somebody who, you know, who elected Michelle Bachman to Congress. That's right. And there's a part of me that's just like, you should have, the person you elected should have zero say on my life whatsoever. None. Because I didn't vote for that person, and I think that person's a freaking idiot. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Republicans. You know what? If you want to vote for a Republican, and I understand gerrymandering, and I understand the fact that Michelle Bachman's district is heavily gerrymandered to the point where she's going to get, you know, she's going to get reelected over and over again because there's just more Republicans in that district. I get that. But if you're going to choose a Republican to vote for, why not choose a Republican that has a brain in their head? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You know, I I can deal with Republicans. Certainly. I can deal with people who think differently than me. That's fine. Mm -hmm. What I can't deal with is people who are unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Just stupid. And she is unbelievably stupid. You know what? I wouldn't go so far as to say she's stupid. I think she pretends to be stupid. I think she takes her voters as suckers. I think she's I think she's insane. Yeah. Um, but you know what? A lot of these people, they know exactly how to pull those strings and to press all the buttons to make their, their people go nuts. And this Benghazi thing, she's leaning on that Benghazi button like you wouldn't believe. She just loves it. And then she lies about the lifestyle of the president. And thank God, you know, for once, I agree with Bill O'Reilly, who called her out last night on, on the yeah, O'Reilly yeah, fact. Yeah, I, I did actually see that. And again, you know, it's, it's not even a case of a, of a, a clock being right you know, two times a day. It's every once in a while, every once in a while, O'Reilly, knowing uh, knowing where he wants to sit culturally, has to acquiesce a little bit to his political enemies. He does right. that so that he can make the claim that he's fair. Right, right. And, you know, uh, Bachman handed him an excuse to do that right now on a silver platter. <laughs> Got a break. Much more after this. Yeah, I mean, O'Reilly's entire thing is about um, Benghazi. I mean, O'Reilly would much much prefer that Bachman had stuck with Benghazi and not gone off on, you know, dog walkers who don't exist. Uh, The the five chefs on Air Force One. There's five cooks, like people who just have to put the food together because there are hundreds of people on Air Force One, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all tradition, presidential tradition. It goes back president after president. I think there should be five bartenders on Air Force One. I think they should. Tra- I think the president should travel around by rickshaw everywhere he goes. Right, Kramer will be uh, will be towing it. <laughs> hey, the show is brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's pure vegan, vegan soaps and bath and body products made by women, fully independent. Hell, if you're going to those big box stores, you're going to. Uh, the, 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 the triple B place to buy all your bath and body products. Don't. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Go to BubbleGenius.com. Just type that into your browser. B-U-B-B-L-E-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. And you get the best bath and body products you could ever possibly imagine. Feels good to, to, to do it, and it feels good on you. Smells really great, too. Here's the latest from BubbleGenius.com. What? I said my ass hurts. Huh? Oh, geez. Someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts. I I can barely hear you. Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate. We smell like chocolate. But people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chumped My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? 
Vegan and bunny friendly bath and body from bubblegenius.com. Chuck Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Hey, your promo code is Bob and Chez, B O B A N D C A G Z, for 15% off your entire order. See, you're saving money already by not going to those, uh, those uh, uh, retail stores, those big corporation stores. So, uh, yeah, so Michelle Bachman is uh, on, a, on a few fronts. She's just going nuts. She's going nuts. Yep. There is, there is nothing. No, she, says, she says here uh, in this speech, she said, now we find out at CPAC, now we find out there are five chefs on Air Force One. There are two projectionists who operate the White House movie theater. They regularly sleep at the White House in order to be readily available. In case the first family wants a really, really late show. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> of course the first family doesn't want a really, really late show. Because they're black and therefore they're asleep, as they are most of the day. <laughs> right. And if they do go see a movie in their uh, theater, you know that they're yelling at it the entire time. Yeah. There she continues about uh, Obamacare. As I believe, as part of my duty as a believer in Christ and what he has done for me, that we should do for the least of those who are in our midst. Well, what, do me Check your calendar. What the hell year is it? <laughs> what year is it? 2013. 2013. And an elected official in this country who represents, who represents us legally and, and, and ethically and morally and all that great crap can get up there and basically talk about because I'm a believer in Christ and nobody looks at that like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, a, and it's all a lie. I mean, it's all based on a lie. I swear about to God, Obamacare. I want to get elected and I, I want to be able to stand up in, in, uh, you know, in some state house or in Congress and say, as Zeus has commanded me, by Crom <laughs> has told me that we will worship Apollo. him. That's right. But I mean, it's, it's ultimately though, it's based on this lie that Obamacare is going to somehow kill people. Death panels. Yeah, no, it's, it's what I, it's what I said before, though, man. They're never going to let that go. They're never going to let this stuff go. They don't let it go. They don't. No matter how many times they get smacked down by the electorate or facts or fact checkers. You know, they don't, they're not going to let it go. And it's going to go on for decades and decades. They will still be talking about death panels. They'll still be trying to repeal Obamacare. The same way they're, they're doing, you know, decades later with Social Security, the way they're still trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, the way they're still, you know, uh, uh, civil rights issues and gay rights issues and women's rights issues. It, it's just, they just, they'll never quit. Here's what Obamacare does. I mean, if you're a family of four making $50,000 a year, really solidly lower middle class family, or I don't want to say lower middle class, but marginally middle class, you know. That's that's, in, in most civilized societies, that would not by any means count as middle class. That's right. That would count as struggling your ass off. That's exactly right. $50,000 a year is nothing. You're raising two kids, trying to save yeah. for college. It's, it's not going to happen. Two incomes, my God. Ch- child care costs. Well, basically, you know what Obamacare does? It saves that family $10,000 a year on premiums. Takes away all kinds of loopholes away from the health insurance companies. But it would it cost, Bob, your immortal soul, because we're going against Jesus by, you know, resorting to socialism. Yeah, I'm lying about it. It's gonna, the bill is going to literally kill you. It's going to kill your children. It's going to kill old people somehow. How's it gonna, how the hell is it going to kill senior citizens? I wish it would start with me. That'd be great. <laughs> you want the bill to kill you? I want the bill to kill me. <laughs> Life would be, it, just, it would all be so much easier if I knew, well, you know what? Obamacare is just going to kill me anyway, so <laughs> I can go out and run up my credit cards. And Maybe that's why uh, Jane Hampshire wanted to kill the bill, because she knew it was going to kill her first. <laughs> exactly it's self-defense <laughs> it's self-defense right so that's that's michelle bachman um just extraordinarily frustrating uh, going back to the gun control thing speaking of killing you see this headline man accidentally kills himself at a gun safety program 
Define irony. Death by irony. <laughs> That's right. That's, I would always go back to that, uh, that, that viral YouTube clip that was going around when that guy was in this classroom talking about gun safety, and he puts the gun in his holster and blows a hole in his foot. Nice. <laughs> you hear the gun go off, and he goes, oh, oh, and he leans one arm against the blackboard and says, oh, I think I shot myself. <laughs> oh, God, I haven't seen that. Idiot. 50-year-old man reportedly shot and killed himself uh, last week during a gun safety class at a gun range in Bellevue, Washington. According to the Seattle Post-Intelligence, Brian Perry shot himself in the head with a pistol during a class at West Coat Armory. What the hell was he doing? A gun range and a gun store in Bellevue. The newspaper also reported that several children witnessed the incident. Lovely. Bellevue police are investigating the shooting but have not released details. I think by now, by the time I read this, the details are probably out there, but I, I don't have them. You can look them up yourself. But, uh, yeah, it's a good guy with gun kills himself <laughs> accidentally. Uh, I mean, I'd be curious to know how before I necessarily condemn him or laugh at his death. Once I learn how, then I'll laugh at his death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, God. I mean, how, how many more times? How many more times? We just get, yeah. get some nuts here and, and do something do something about it hey we got to take one last break back after this this is the bubble genius bob and chez show with bob seska and chez pazienza God, you know, I almost forgot to take a break. Just really enjoying today's show. I feel like we're in a bit of a group today. I'm f***ing miserable, so. Yeah. Sorry. Just, Another I, thing you'll have to bleep. I'm just feeling uh, irascible today myself. It's just been one of those weeks stressed. where I'm just... I'm just I, completely stressed. I'm just like punching in all different directions this week. <laughs> I'm just going nuts. I feel like I'm in a mosh pit this week. Like a political mosh pit. I'm hitting the right, I'm hitting the left. It's just completely bizarre to me that I even have a left. Right. I mean, I've been going around with this uh, possibly delusional idea that I'm, I'm like king of all liberals, for God's sake. I'm I think like you are. Semi-vegetarian, I've, I've owned Priuses, I recycle, I, you know, I'm, I'm liberal on most things. Oh, yeah, I'm, I mock you completely. Not your face. But. <laughs> so, um... But this is actually raises a good point because a reader sent along, you know, I, was, I, I don't want to talk about Greenwald, but in the context of, of going after Greenwald, we'll talk about that in the after party. Um, a reader sent along a link to a Red State article from 2011. It was an article. Oh, I had, Yeah, I saw you posted this today. I hadn't seen that. And it was sort of a strategy memo for conservatives on. I mean, Red State is one of the top shelf conservative blogs. I would say it was, I'd say it's like the uh, conservative at the same level as the sort of as a conservative uh, raw story or, you know, somewhere around there, sort of semi blog, semi essay column sort of place, (laughs) place. I'm full of the big vocabulary words today. So as part of this Red State article, which uh, which is titled Weakening the Democratic Base, Part Five, Liberal Net Roots. There's a, uh, a section where they talk about uh, infiltrating liberal blogs and disguising themselves as liberals. So the, the paragraph goes, first, infiltrate the site, you know, liberal blog. Name what? Probably Huffington Post gets a lot of them, I'm sure. For this, you'll have to avoid creating screen names like Go Pale and Go or Heartland Red Stater. I love how that needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, like this is going to fool them. I'm going to call myself <laughs> Go Pale and Go. That'll make them think I'm liberal. Right. My my plan is uh, my m- fools. They called me. <laughs> my plan is coming to fruition. That's right. They laughed at me, but who's laughing now? <laughs> make sure you don't go to a liberal blog and call yourself Reagan Fluffer One Hundred and One. Hmm. <laughs> Duh. 
Also, some websites may actually have you wait a week before you're allowed to comment or blog. You, you have to wait a week to comment on a blog. You can get a gun tomorrow morning. That's right. Good Lord, you're right. Holy crap on a stick. Yeah, you can get a gun. Go to a gun show. Get a gun right away. I mean, a military-style assault weapon. You can, you can make your uh, point of view known that way, but, uh, you know, comment on a stupid freaking blog. And now, now a, demo- a, week. a Democratic Party-sanctioned military-style assault weapon. Bear, bear that in mind. Sanctioned by the Harry Reid Democratic Party. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And by thank you, I mean something else. Perhaps they're investigating. This is back, back to the red state thing. Uh, also, uh, some websites may actually have you wait a week before you're allowed to comment or blog. Perhaps they are investigating the email address you gave them against whether it is used for a conservative website. So make sure you don't use Reagan Fluffer 69. If you use, for example, AOL.com screen name for red state, make sure you use a Yahoo email address for Daily Coast or whatever. This is really uh, a I mean, well the idea that anybody, whether you're whether you're conservative or liberal, anyone who sort of jumps through these hoops to be able to make some sort of political statement to sort of undermine to pull this Machiavellian crap on a blog that is your political ad that espouses the views of your political adversary. That to me is crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it really is. And, and I, you know, not both sides meme here, but I mean, really, because, you know, we've seen it, you see it on the left quite a bit, too, where these people who nobody should give a rat's ass about because they're a blogger for this side or that side or whatever are somehow elevated to positions of power or authority or like I should give any bit of a shit what any of them have to say and yet there are people who think that wow you know what they're really important and i need to make my comment to them and they you know them making their comments to other people that i know is this nefarious crap that's going on i don't know i'm just it's always i understand the power of the internet and the power of social media especially when it comes to putting uh to getting political points across but this seems like way too much work for me Well, it for really you, does. I mean, you know what? If you want to infiltrate, like you're, you're like you're a freaking spy or something. No, you're not. There are you're a lot just of some ass with a computer. Yeah, a lot of people with a lot of mental illness are, are just and a lot of time on their hands. A lot of time on their absolutely. A See, lot. You know, I, I give you crap about. I know we'll talk about it, later, but I give you, I give you, and it, I jokingly, jokingly give you crap about, you know, the the Greenwald thing. But I mean, you do get paid for it. You know, I mean, you're right. You've said it. You get paid to have a political opinion. You, um, I, I, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not going to you know, put you up on too much of a pedestal or me, certainly. But I mean, at least, you know, we're kind of paid for our opinions a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying we're paid incredibly well, but, you know, there's something there. But I mean, even I know that like a lot of what I have to say is not really all that important. And, and why anyone would want to infiltrate my blog I, I can't. I, like, I can't even fathom that. I well, can't some, even fathom how somebody can sit in his or her basement and go, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I, uh, uh, you know, that I can kind of uh, uh, turn whatever this person is saying on a blog on its ear." Some of them are actually paid to do it, though. I mean, some people just right. get, collect you know, a check you've, you've for said this. That. I mean, I, you the, said that today, and I know I've heard that too. That there are these sort of you know these groups that astroturf groups that that pay for this kind of stuff. But again, I guess I just. I can't fathom it. It just, it's to just, me, it seems silly. But it's, it's activism. It's, uh, to, to put it in the, the colloquial term from the Watergate era, it's rat f***ing. Right. I mean, that's what, I mean, Carl Rove and, and, and going all the way back to the Nixon uh, plumbers and so on, they would engage in something called rat f***ing, where they would, uh, for example, uh, steal stationery from the DNC and write some sort of whack job letter on it to, uh, to a newspaper and sign it as the you know official X or Y from the DNC or some local democratic organization, right. and, and it's just and, become now we can do it much much easier in social media, and a lot more people yeah, can get away with exactly, it. I get it exactly, but I guess it's just the thing about social media is that it's elevated people whose opinions I don't care about one bit. And I don't think a lot of other people should. And by the way, you know, you can easily turn that on me and say, well, why should we care about yours? That's fine. I, I can live with that. But it's elevated these people's opinions into the kind of things that, that where people think that they somehow deserve to be rat Yeah, but I mean... I'm like, you're a freaking nobody. You're some asshole with a computer. Yeah. You're a, not even a fair journalist. You're just some jerk. 
Well, right. But I mean, there is there is an activist strategy about this. This is going on. And I think it's important that we kind of know it, that we understand that it is a real thing. I mean, this is not some sort of fringe liberal no, blog get, hypothesizing conspiracy theory. This is red state. Actually no, I, saying, I, do, go no forth. I do believe that. Yeah. Go, go forth and do this. So to continue, this says uh, for this. OK, once you are there, the second part of the strategy is to gain their trust. For this, you cannot be too overly, overtly gung-ho conservative in your outlook. Instead, you sort of have to be the voice of, this is so poorly written, by the way. It is impossible to read this. Instead, you sort of have to be the voice of a moderate liberal. This will take a lot of acting skill, but it could be done. For example, over at Think Progress, they had an article about how the folks in Alabama, the folks, got what they deserved with the recent spate of tornadoes because their legislators did not believe in global warming. It took all my energies not to react through the Internet and strangle these kooks. But I responded, quote, well, that might be going a little too far. Along the way, I gained the trust of certain posters on that thread. The third step is to move the conversation in the direction you desire. By doing this, you can tell, you can then form the debate in terms of you can win. Oh, good Lord. For example, in the above story, although I said they were going too far in their comments, I moved the conversation somewhat by questioning whether the folks in Alabama would accept federal funds to rebuild their lives. In other words, the subject was changed from a debate on global warming to one of fiscal responsibility. Once there, you can then hijack the thread. In effect, you have changed the subject and tenor or the conversation, and the writer of the original post has lost their ability to moderate the conversation, and that creates a free-for-all that gets the conversation far off the original mark. This, this is what, and this is me talking now, this is what the Republicans have been doing strategically, not only in the blogs, but elsewhere, you know, for, for years. Take the, the conversation off into some tangent and completely hijack it. So now you're not, we're not, we're no longer talking about healthcare. We're talking about Michelle Bachman's uh, faith in God. We're talking about whether or not healthcare, Obamacare, will kill senior citizens. Now, this is the this is the absurd tangential strategy that they get away with: threadjacking. 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 So uh, just just be on your lookout because this is this well, is something. Not what, like, isn't that what the the Star Trek episode with uh, the the Wolf in the Fold, the one the one with Scotty where Scotty kills the woman and it's the it's like the spirit of Jack the Ripper thread oh it's Red Jack Thread Jack something like that. <laughs> really, I don't remember I'm that. Com- one. I'm completely off on a tangent, my own tangent now. I've see what I've done. I've hijacked the thread. You just totally hijacked. You have no idea the thread. how freaking exhausted I am right now. <laughs> Holy crap. But, uh, that was meant to be a bad joke, and it turned out to be a bad joke. Yeah, I have yeah. succeeded. You just you simply can't, you know, and, I, and we've all had experiences with people like this. I mean, I, I used to have to do a show. Used to, I say have to. I, I did a show with Lee Stranahan. Lee Stranahan, I believe, is one of those guys who is just a deliberate thread jacker. He's a, he's a troll. He's a guy who disguises himself as something that, you know, because I, I don't think he has any core beliefs. I think well, he, that's, I mean, that's, you know, I was kind of, get, I was sort of getting at that, you know, he was, he was certainly, you know, one of the people, not at all, but one of the people in my, you know, not the only one, but one of the people in my mind when I was, what I was saying a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything against Lee. I don't like Lee. I don't hate him. I don't care about him. Well, regardless, I think, um, you know, I only bring up Lee because I think Lee's one of the, uh, the more visible examples of a guy who's masquerades as this or that. And uh, and I think too many people take him seriously. And you're right. You shouldn't care about him other than to say, look out for this guy because he's a troll. I almost said he's an effing troll. Hmm. Uh, you know, and, and see, well, just- I mean, again, it's it's I think for me, it's it's the, it's not just Lee, but it's sort of a OK, well, congratulations. Why? Why should I care what you think about anything? What are you know? My dad used to say this to me years ago. This is something I was brought up with. Yeah. And maybe it's stuck with me. But like he used to say all the time, he's like, what are your credentials? Mm-hmm. You know, why should I, you know, not, not to me and specifically, but, you know, that was his thing. He's like, you know, as you as you get older and you, you know, you start hearing from a lot of different people on a lot of subjects. The thing to always keep in mind is what are your credentials? Yeah. Why should I care what you have to say? 
Right. And I get that each person has to has to decide on his or her own whether you know they think somebody is uh, you know uh, a worthwhile source of information or not a worthwhile source. But like Lee's a great example. Why the hell should I give a crap about anything Lee Stranahan has to say? Yeah. And if somebody can convince me, I'm more than happy to listen. Again, I'm not picking on Lee. Well, hey, look, I, mean, I just. God damn it, man! We social media has created a, a, a you know a vast zoo of people vying for your attention. Well, I think in Lee's defense, there's one thing that Lee does that a lot of people don't, and Lee has actually put his own given name to all of the very, crap very that, he, that he talks about. Is all his very trolling is, is, is carries his own name. Same goes for Andrew Breitbart. I'm getting at the point. I'm getting at that age. And we're going to talk about how I'm, I'm becoming a cranky old man on the after party. But I'm I'm reaching that age where I am I am just deciding not to take seriously anything that comes from people using anonymous handles. Oh, absolutely. On the internet, I just I, I'm at the point where now I'm just done because Dude, and I, I, and I, decided, hate to throw I decided right off the bat, right off the bat when I started blogging, and I mean it. You know, maybe it was arrogance. I don't know, but I think it was more. A desire as at least a, a somewhat journalist, you know, I mean, a, a, you know, a piece of crap journalist occasionally, but, you know, a journalist to that it was essential for me to do it. I decided right off the bat to blog under my own name. And that's what got me fired yeah. from CNN. I could very easily have kept my job probably forever yeah. had I just remained anonymous. Because regardless of which side you're on, you're going around with an anonymous handle. You can get away with stuff without accountability any accountability whatsoever and that frees people up to just pop off with any right. random crap that crosses their head and and you know it's just it's at the point where really if you don't have the the courage of your convictions you put your real name to it then then maybe you shouldn't be participating that i'm just i'm just thinking that and i know i'm gonna piss off a lot of anonymous people on the blog but you, you know who you are. You're good people, but some of them bad, very bad. Hey, after party tomorrow. Bye. Later. Ouch! My ass hurts! What? I said my ass hurts! Huh? Oh, geez. Someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts! I, I can barely hear you. Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate, we smell like chocolate, but people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chumped My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? Vegan and bunny friendly bath and body from bubblegenius.com.